Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm your host, Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about the second book in the Hidden Legacy series by Alona Andrews, White Hot. So let's inquire about the magic of books. All right, everybody, uh, this is another fun book. It really just goes fast, goes hard. This one, I feel like these books are not, and this is in no way a criticism, right? These books are, are very similar to popcorn reading, but I feel like they're a little bit more than just like a popcorn book that you can read and just forget about. Like, yes, they might not have, these books probably don't have any big lessons that you need to be learning from them, but they're pretty fun. They're, they got good powers and magic systems, which is stuff I love. And so just seeing that is makes it enough for me. Now, Again, this one, just please ignore the cover. That's only part of it. Now, in this book, it's a little bit more than just a part of it. And, you know, there's only really one scene that I would say is explicit. So if you just want to skip that scene when you're reading it, then just skip it. And if you don't want to skip it, then uh, enjoy it, right? That's what it's there for. I'm not going to say it's wrong to have it because it's part of the book and that's what they wanted. But they're not my favorite. I prefer a more subtle fade to black for the most part. So it is what it is. Uh, let's see. This one is. This one has a little bit more. A little bit more. Not a little bit. It has a lot more character work for Rogan in it. So I was really glad that we get to see a lot more from Rogan's. We get to learn a lot more about his backstory. If you think about it, kind of the first one is a little bit more about Nevada's backstory. This one's about Rogan's backstory. And I hope to see what the third one brings, whether it's just them doing more stuff together, doing it separate, whoever. Who knows? We'll see when we get there, right? So I think that's pretty much going to be it. So let's talk about the the plot and we'll get into the spoilers. So if you haven't listened yet, I would stop and go listen to something else or go read go read it and then come back. You don't have to listen to something else. Just stay here. Listen to this. The uh, the Shadow Cabal that we learned about in the last one that tried to get Rogan to destroy the city is once again trying to destabilize Houston. But this time they've killed Cornelius's wife and he worked with Augustine to get to Nevada to investigate who killed his wife and why. And, you know, he wants to be able to kill them back. So they investigate the team up with Rogan. There's a lot more investigating. There's a lot more running around and trying to figure out stuff. Then they are able to stop the bad guys and they run and save the day. Now I'm glossing over quite a lot of it, but don't worry, we're going to get there. So let's just first talk about the characters, of course, because we always like to start with our characters here. I loved Nevada again that she... doing all the right things, trying to live out for herself. But I love that she stays true to what she wants and the things that she stands for. And she doesn't just change just because she's kind of about to get into a relationship in this book, because that's kind of the, the, the storyline of the book, right? They don't like each other, then they start liking each other, then they really like each other, then they get together, right? Now, granted, we're doing it too, because they do get together at this one. But I like that she doesn't compromise a lot of her values or her beliefs just to be with with Rogan because that would be crazy because she's a real person and she deserves this, you know, the way she wants to be treated in her own way. And it's nice to see that it's just like, no, it's normal to like not just give up everything in a relationship, right? Or to like completely change yourself and like give up what you want to do because she's not going to give up her business. That's not what she wants. So I love this time, you know, we're seeing stuff from the opposite side. 
Now it's the past from her father's side that's coming to get her, where she, I, I just love the beginning that she went and did the right thing. Like it starts off with Nevada going in costume to a convict, like almost convicted murderer, child murderer who's hidden a kid and they'll die without help. And she compels him to tell the truth and to exp- to go where he is. And that's such a nice thing because it's like all the other primes won't do that because they know the cost ahead of time that if I do it this once, then they'll want more and they'll want more and they'll want more. And I can't handle that because I've already got my whole life planned out and I've got these other things I have to be working on, which is not to say that they are like horrible people for not doing these kind of things because I totally get that. You have people, you do one thing once for somebody and then you do it, have to do it every time for people. That is just a fact of life. Life. People get used to you doing stuff for them. And then when you're like, okay, like I'm done doing this, they're like, whoa, 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 you were doing it. You have to keep doing it or we'll turn on you. Like, yeah, if you think about it, you can find instances in your life of this all over the place. It's just a very human thing to do. So I love Nevada. I love that she does end up choosing to get with Rogan, but she doesn't compromise. And I love that she is not a weakling. Like, I know she has kind of a weak power, like the only the power to compel people to tell the truth. And hello, she is a prime. And I knew it. And I called it. And I just wanted to say I did because I was right. And I loved seeing that. Like, but seeing her work her power on Augustine, where she's like, hey, just like, tell me a little bit. Like, hey, you know, just like, I'm influencing you to tell the truth a little bit, but I'm not like clamping down on you and forcing it out of you. I'm just talking and we're having a good time. And Oh, that's right. What was the password to your bank account? And what's your middle name? And what's the account number? And can you do this for me real quick? Ah, perfect. And then no memory of it. Like it's in, that's a superpower level. But no, so I'm not saying she's weak, but like in a combat fight, she is not the strongest. She's great with a gun, but against magic, she's not quite there. But I love that she still has those shockers. And she is willing to use them and she could take care of her own when David Howland comes against her and is like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm going to kill your girl right in front of you. And she's like, I don't need Rogan to protect me. I could protect myself. Like, I got family in the military on both sides. Like, you can't stop this. And then she, you know, kills him. And that was just, it was brutal. And it was like tough because then you're like, oh, freak, she just like killed him. But like, it was so good, right? Uh, let's talk about Rogan. Rogan, the sufferer of heavy, heavy PTSD. Like, and you have to imagine, of course he did. When you learn a story, like, there's no way he got out of being in the military the way he was completely unscathed where he was so powerful in the military not like in the military but to the military that they would bring him in and people it would change the whole equation of the battle people would leave enemies would flee you know it would be a build-up thing and then they were tricked but he was heavily heavily insulated so he never saw anybody you know any losing he didn't see the cost of war he just came in and destroyed buildings and it's like wow that is you know and then he gets stuck on the ground and if he uses his power he's out you know they're caught he could survive but nobody else in his team would which the only thing i didn't really get about that is like i know that supposedly nobody else in your team would survive but like you've built circles before where like nevada was in the circle with you couldn't you just build one of those amplification circles and just like create the null zone and then you'd be fine inside that everybody would be? I don't question it too much because it's, you know, it's a little softer magic. And for the story, it's better that he has PTSD and he wasn't able to just super magic his way out of it. So, but I love that it's like, it talks realistically about like you expect, you send people off to war and you expect them to just ignore the rules that they've learned and of society growing up and change. And then when they get adjusted to that, you send them home and you expect them to just 
just put it back on and be normal again immediately. And that's not how it happens. So we see, you know, Rogan's like, he's like, you're an enemy or you're an ally or you're a civilian. Unless you, you know, choose to side with an enemy and then you're an enemy and it's crazy. You know, it's just that is what it is. He's not crazy, but he's a little bit crazy with his PTSD. So I loved seeing that release, that side of him. I loved them working on their relationship together because he does compromise quite a lot where at the end of the book, it was the last book, it was kind of like, well... You know, maybe Rogan is not the right person for this relationship to be with because he's a little intense about it and he's a little bit angry and it seems like he might be doing it for the wrong reasons. And now we have confirmation he is pretty much a good person and he is trying to do the right thing. And he's fine. You know, he's not fine, but he's getting better. And I love that when they got together, it was not like, okay, here's the perfect solution to all of our problems and that the things that they fought about are realistic things and very few miscommunications type things like every book with a little bit of a romance that's trying to create drama is going to use a little bit of miscommunication oh i heard him do this i didn't see this but i love that alona andrews you know they don't do that very often if ever in their books they give the couples real reasons to be arguing and to be fighting you know to be angry with each other to create that drama right rogan goes and buys all of her debt and he's like, look, I bought your debt to protect you because I don't want people to then go buy your debt and then be like, hey, now you have to do this for me or else. And Nevada's like, but you just bought all my debt. Now I have to do what you want or you'll cripple me. And he's like, why would I do that? I just bought it so nobody else could do it against you. I'm not going to do it against you. But it's it's the implied threat, you know, to Nevada. Like, well, I, now I have to do it because you're implying that I have this power, even if he's not implying it. So I love I love the way that their relationships work, that the drama is brought in and it's still there and it's not you know too bad um by the way catalina she has a crazy crazy power uh, the power of love she talks and people listen and love her and it was scary to see in action which makes me kind of excited for books four five and six of the hidden legacy because that's what they're about because the first three are nevada and the last the second three four five and six are all about catalina so i'm pretty excited for this and i liked in this one there was some really good foreshadowing of certain things that was going to happen we see things in the beginning they're kind of forgotten or laid down and then they're brought back um, especially cornelius he is powerful and scary because he finds out who's killing his who killed his wife and he summons his rats like the pied piper and that's like a literal line there and it was like oh that's intense and scary <laughs> like he was super powerful we learned he actually his family had powers before the uh the serum came out and so it's like oh boy that's don't mess with uh, Cordelius. But then he's like, oh, can I come work with you guys? And they're like, uh, let me think about this. Yes, you're a prime. That's a bonus right there. You don't ask for a ton of money. That's another bonus right there. And you can talk to animals and like, you know, they do things for you and they can spy on people for us. Like this will cut down on our man hour significantly. And, you know, I love that scene, the whole scene where he's like, can I come work for you guys? And he's like, yeah, of course. You know, they, they hush it out. And then he's like, well, I was expecting to need a lot more money soon. I was prepared to pay a million half a million dollars or more and nevada's like well it's not what i quoted you and he's like yeah but i didn't really expect you to stick to that and he's and she's like well that's that's what we do we stick to the price so i love that scene just that the way that worked now there were a lot of summoned creatures in this book which was kind of interesting because there was not a whole lot of like summoning creatures in the last book but there were in this one and so i liked that kind of just expanding the world expanding things i liked the the i liked oh, who are they again augustine and david not david <laughs> 
Augustine and Connor Rogan again fighting over Nevada because she's the prime of prime truth seeker. And they're like, no, here's a good deal. Like, take this deal. And he's like, no, no, take my deal. Just come work with me. And, you know, Rogan's like, set up your own prime house. You know, set up your own house. Become a prime with your sisters. And then you guys will be free from interference for three years. But he's like, but you have to lose out on me because I can't be with you because you'll be another house. You won't be with me. So I'm excited to see what they kind of do with that because obviously I still want Nevada and Rogan to get together. But uh, forming their own house would give them a lot of power and influence and stability that they kind of need. So I'm really looking forward to see that. I really kind of wish we had gotten a little bit more about the Cabal again because we still don't know what their goal is. We still don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Aside from the fact that you know, the lady, the his sister I don't remember if it's his sister or not, but sister slash cousin just hates him and wants him to suffer and die and it's like i got it like you want it and you want to destabilize. okay we did we did get some they want to destabilize the houses and like change the power system somehow or make the power system more in line with if the houses say that's what goes for everywhere else but i want to see more about who these people are like we don't see very many of them so i i want to see more of that but on the whole just love this book i think it's a great one and that's going to wrap up my discussion of white hot by alona andrews thanks for listening everybody and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And remember to inquire with the magic of books. <laughs>